Welcome to the Experiencing Healthcare podcast with Matt Staub. Our goal is to provide you with experiential information and leadership ideas that you can learn from. My name is Jamie Preston, and we're here with Matt Staub. How you doing, Matt? Good, Jamie. How are you? Good. I'm doing well. Now, we're going to jump back a little bit. It's been a little bit since we recorded, um, but October was a busy month, and you, you, you were at an event that is is your guys's annual provider uh, conference i should say it was not a retreat it was it was 400 500 people there um and it was uh pretty amazing let's talk about that a little bit and see and see how that went jamie i, I feel like that was light years ago <laughs> i know at, at this point <laughs> you know it um it still has a has a very uh lasting effect and and certainly a very positive retreat but um October was was a, a pretty substantial, uh, pretty substantial month for us, and um, started the fourth quarter of the year. Um, but it, I mean, it, it started off great with the provider. Mm-hmm. You, you're right; we shouldn't call it retreat because it was anything but a retreat. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was it was a lot of people. It was the most attended conference uh, we've seen the LTC University Provider Conference, and it was the sixth annual. Um, and it was, it was pretty amazing. There was some really, what were some of your big takeaways from that conference? Um, you know, we, we had the opportunity, um, you know, it it was, (laughs) so let me start from the beginning. So, um, we, we had some last minute schedule changes as, as I'm sure all people who have put together big events like that, you know, Mm -hmm. there's always something and, and, um, uh, Susan and Jackie and Jimmy and Kim and LTC University team did a, did a phenomenal job. I Absolutely. think we get better every year. We learn every year. Um, but you know the the Friday session had some had some scheduling things. So, mm-hmm. um, so so Scott and I kind of kind of planned for just just a little bit different from what he wanted to say and then and then what I wanted to say. Um. Which actually turned out, um, I think, for for me, you know, it was certainly an honor to uh, to open the session um, and get to talk about the direction of healthcare yeah. um, for for not only our organization but for the country as a whole. You know, I, I claim to be a, a healthcare nerd um, just from the from what it has looked like to what it's become. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so you know that that um, certainly for me personally was um, you know was, was a highlight, but I, but you know there, there are so many things that happened on Friday night that, mm-hmm. that I wanted to take away, and and I think um, I think Scott's vision that he painted um, you know for our for our organization and, and continues to paint. Um, you know, really gave him the opportunity to to step into that chief visionary officer mm-hmm. instead of the chief disruption officer that he often <laughs> plays. So, um, so I, I think that was really good for people to hear, and and you know, you could see faces in the in the audience that mm-hmm. um, that really just just don't get the opportunity to hear him speak. You know, uh, about about you know the the big perspective. Yeah. Um, and I, I think, you know, there, there's always going to be this, um, 
uh, adversarial is not the word, but but this balance between you know the clinical side and the operation side, and, sure. and you know that gets po- poked fun of. But I think um, uniquely for SC House Calls, you know there there's definitely a a operational side and a and a clinical side, but those two those two sides meet in the middle very clearly through patients mm-hmm. um and, and I, I think there's there's that shared passion yeah which allows us to to sometimes have friction um and and you know diamonds are made through friction so absolutely um you know I, I think that makes for good outcomes and and then for for michael copco uh the ceo of pearl to to take the stage on friday night um i think really we probably could have just ended the conference after after friday night there was so much um so much good content but but certainly mm-hmm. we didn't um but but michael you know i i think i think for se house calls they've been um you know our, our teams have been hearing us talk about pearl talk about the things that aco reach does talk about the way that we're gonna have to to pivot mm-hmm. and shift um and and for Michael to, to get up and, and, and echo that, I think there was just some real light bulbs that came on that maybe gave it a little bit more validity than, than what we were saying. And, um, you know, for, for Michael to talk about um, to talk about provider-led health care, you know, as, as the person that really kind of holds the checkbook, mm-hmm. um, I think that was, that was powerful. I think sure. that was probably a little bit intimidating, um, empowering, you know, a little bit daunting, all of those words. Sure. And, and, you know, for, for him to say, you know, from a, from the CEO of a, of a ACO reach company to, to look at all the people that they partner with and then look at SC house calls and say, what a unique model we have. And not only can we take this, you know, expand it locally, but expand it globally mm-hmm. almost, you know, for me, that, that was the, that was the, I had to swallow real hard for, for to hear <laughs> that. Um, so, but, but in an, in an exciting way. Um, and, and, you know, I, I think we had such good synergy, um, you know, our, our, uh, education speakers on Saturday and Sunday worked out well. Um, we had a, had a really cool, um, panel discussion. I felt like with, um, with Teresa Eunice and Will Stillinger and I, that was led by Scott on Saturday morning that, um, you know, I, 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 again, have just so much, um, humbleness and respect for, the the way that that was received from our providers and it's the one of my favorite parts we got yeah you know, that 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 um that that was very humbling for me mm-hmm. and i and i'm especially grateful for that opportunity so it, that but that was um, probably so my yeah, favorite so, part it, it was it was very authentic you got to hear from the heart it was it was just it was just a good moment for that conference i to me that 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 should be a, a standing piece every year yeah, Will told me one of the one of the uh, I, I forget who he said um, told him, but said you know it was interesting to way to hear the way that the four of us thought mm-hmm. and that that their perception was different. Yeah, than than what they saw. So um, you know, I, I think that that was one of those last minute schedule changes um, that that really worked out. 
Absolutely, it did. Yeah, it was very good. The, to me, Matt, there was just an energy at this conference that, um, and, and we've always had some great conferences. They've been great, but first, I I feel like there was just a, a, a kind of an inertia. I felt felt like people left excited about what was happening in healthcare and the changes and the ACO and the you know DACs and and different you know things that have been implemented. Um, that are being implemented. I, I just, there was just a certain energy there this year that was just like no other that, that I felt the entire weekend. Absolutely. You, you know, I, I think every time that we have that many brilliant minds in, in a room that are, are have good intentions, mm-hmm. um, you know, there, there is definitely energy. And, you know, as I was looking back on notes from the previous conferences, you know, and, and remembering that there, there's definitely an energy there that, um, that, that people take away and, you know, to the point that we're like, gosh, could we do this once a quarter, um, you know, or, or twice a year. And I think ultimately we, we determined that it would probably lose some of that effect Mm -hmm. if if we did it more often than once a year. So you just gave Susan Um, Lutheran a heart attack right there. Yeah, well. she's listening. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, Susan. <laughs> and and kudos to Susan. I mean, she puts so much. That whole team just puts so much energy and effort into this year round. I mean, it really takes a year to plan and prepare. And uh, they they're just amazing under Susan's leadership, and it's just really impressive to see what what they do. Definitely, absolutely. And, and I think our sponsors this year. Um, really got got a lot out of mm-hmm. not only being able to create some relationships there you know outside of the quote-unquote office setting I guess but um we're probably really impressed and and um probably a little overwhelmed by all that that our annual conference is so mm-hmm. um yeah I'm, I'm very pleased with the way it turned out. I'm excited about 2023's conference, which we already have a date for, and I want to say it's October the... Hold on. I... It's in October. It's in October. Hold on. I'm... I'm, I'm uh, let's see here. It is... You know what? I don't have it in my note. <laughs> I think so. It's 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 yeah. It the twentieth through the twenty second, yep. October twentieth through you the twenty second, twenty twenty three. Go ahead and mark it on your calendar. Yeah, absolutely. You don't want to miss it. And I, I going back to our the sponsors and and it really felt different this year. It really felt like you know with with some of these sponsorships with Pearl and and you know and nuance and and all these different groups that were there um it really felt more like partnership it's like we're here um this is this is where we get together as partners that we to be able to serve our communities and and the state and uh south carolina and georgia and it just felt different to me this year than any other year absolutely you know I, i think with with nuance you know they had a presentation, they had some question and answer time. Mm-hmm. I think that made, you know, we, we had some early adopters of, of DAX. Um, and I, and I think after their presentation, we had, had a lot more people that, you know, got excited about it, was able to hear the, 
okay, this is the the bad part of what they don't tell you. Mm-hmm. But then we're able to say, okay, this is how you work through that. And after you work through that, you know, it, it, it really helps your, helps your practice, helps your patients, helps your, um, time management. So mm-hmm. absolutely that, that the live demonstration, um, was, was really impressive and it was, it was a highlight for me for sure. Definitely. Yeah. 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 I, I, you know, I, I've seen it a couple of times and, and every time I see it, I feel like I, I learn more. And I, I think, you know, not only with, um, with Dax, but with Pearl, with thorough care, with our partners, you know, I, I think they were able to take away and, and learn from SC house calls and, you know, our very unique model of, you know, it, it just, it helps make them a better company. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and go back to the analogy of at high tide, all boats rise. So I feel like, it, you know, the, the partnerships, Jamie, the, the word partnerships, um, you know, it is truly that because mm-hmm. not only are, are we, you know, exchanging services, but we're also making each other better. Sure thing. Absolutely. That's great. Um, Matt, I know this is a surprise to everybody, but you guys have been working on some new things and some changes. <laughs> and uh, um, I say that tongue in cheek, but let's talk about care teams. Yeah, you know, change is the most consistent thing we do, mm-hmm. uh, Jamie. So I think as, as, you know, coming off the the optimizing um technology and, and patient-centered care um, as, as a practice or optimizing patient outcomes, um, really looking at, you know, okay, we've, we've got this panel of patients that the best way we're categorizing them is by, is by region and then by zip code. And, and I think we felt like that there was just a little bit better way to say, you know, how do we, how do we sufficiently make sure that, you know, you've got a, for lack of a better term, a census list, you mm-hmm. know, who, who are the patients under my care? So, um, through a, a couple of different conversations and, and a lot of different whiteboards and dry erase markers and, um, you know, a, a, a little bit of screaming and yelling, <laughs> um, you know, we, we come through to this kind of redesigned look with with how we manage patients that we're that you know we're really calling care teams um that that really puts you know pardon the term but our money where our mouth is mm-hmm. with patient-centered care um you know that's kind of led by these directors of of clinical services these dcs's as we're calling them so it really puts a, a team of of really a, a team of people not just providers together so that um you know they they know okay these are my patients that that i'm responsible for and i'm i'm going to be responsible for their outcomes um so i you know i think that really helped us um helped us refocus how we how we manage patients not just having providers that we want to have their schedules full um, and we want to have this proactive approach to patients, but really looking at patients and saying, let's be proactive, let's be preventative, let's be precise in the care that we're delivering so that, you know, we, we can show good outcomes. So, mm-hmm. you know, whether that's a, a in-person provider or a, a quality, 
quality assurance provider or the pharmacist or the social worker or a specialist um, so that that we're really committed to making sure that we have the right team assembled that we inspire them to start and that we empower them to finish so so they're they're taking this patient full circle with their care because uh, ultimately it's it's good for the patient it's going to have good outcomes it's good for healthcare because it's driving down costs mm-hmm. and it's good for us as an organization because it really puts people in the right seat and and in the driver's seat to deliver great care yeah absolutely it, it's it's great um the first of the year is almost here matt we we're we're at the beginning of november and and the first of the year is here and you've guys got some big changes coming up in the first of the year uh, with the ACO, the you know the becoming an accountable care organization, you know, talk about that 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 relationship you have with Pearl Health. So, you know, um, Pearl was a sponsor for us at at um, at, at the provider retreat. They've been to partners with us mm-hmm. uh, at our at our monthly partners meeting several times. Um, you know, and and I remember getting home from a, from a vacation trip. And it was Good Friday. It was mm-hmm. a Friday before Easter, and you know it was it was late in the afternoon. We had been home, you know, a, a couple hours, and Scott called me, um, and and just had this almost giddiness in his voice about um, this conversation that he had had with this company called Pearl Health, and mm-hmm. um, you know, of course, my my role at that at that point, I felt like was pr- to provide skepticism. Uh, and he wasn't hearing any of it. You know, he was just on cloud nine. Right. Um, because, you know, that visionary side of him allows him to see, you know, we make the joke that when, Jamie, when you and I see an acorn, Scott sees not only an oak tree, but a grove of oak trees. Yeah. <laughs> so so able to to see that vision of of where healthcare delivery can can evolve to and specifically with with se house calls where that where that pivots to so flash forward to we're now in november we've been working through you know preparing to be to be in an aco reach uh with pearl health um have had some some really great conversations with them and and you know we've been preparing our teams in in different areas to hey what does this look like but you know as i look back on on 6 months now of of our preparation it it, it was really the pivot and the change we needed as an organization to to not only look at our operations differently look at our revenue management differently and and which evolved into looking at our patients differently um you know, and and one of the one of the Pearl folks said, um, you know, we're certainly a little bit different. And and the the term that they used was, we are we are payer agnostic, um, which she said, you know, a lot of practices have this mentality that, um, you know, there there's just, you know, uh, with with different payer sources or with different insurances for patients the patients get treated a little differently and she says you guys don't do that good better and different you guys don't do that um so it it made us look at care delivery regardless of payer differently which i think has has elevated um 
us as an organization, but certainly elevated elevated patient outcomes. So now, you know, here it is November. We're weeks away from from being in an ACA reach, and still learning learning as we go. Um, I had a, a ran into a, a patient uh, of Main Street Physicians that hadn't elected us as their primary care physician, but had gotten a, a notification that hey. You know, if Main Street Physicians or SC House Calls is your primary care physician, then sign this. And she said, you know, I've been going to this this doctor for um, 25 years, and I love Main Street Physicians, but I'm I'm still sticking with this one. And we were talking through that, and and her friend said, yeah, I've been going to the same doctor for 30 years, and um, you know, after a after I had my pharmacy consult with uh, SC House Calls, I switched my primary care physician over to Main Street Physicians. So I, you know, I, I told the first lady, I was like, well, you know, a few more years, you'll be, you'll be back to us. But all of that to say, you know, it, it's caused a little bit of ruffle with patients. Um, you know, and, and I think part of that, it, you know, is because there's seemingly a lot of, a lot of scams out there. You mm-hmm. know, that's the, some of the feedback we get is this a scam and, it, you know, it, it's, it's us asking for patients, uh, to trust us. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, it's fair to, it's a fair ask because, um, cause we trust them. Um, when we ask questions, when we go into their house, when, um, you know, we're, we're, they're giving us information about their health, we're trusting them. Uh, and likewise, you know, they, they trust us to, you know, put the stethoscope on our chest or, you know, feel the, the knee or the ankle or the back pain. Um, and, and I think it's, it's equally as fair for us to, to ask for that trust from patients mm-hmm. uh, to elect us as a primary care physician so that we can continue their, their walk through this healthcare and yeah. healthcare journey. And I, and I think Pearl's really empowered us to, uh, to step into that relationship. Yeah. Well, and, and here's, here's the thing I love about the ACO is, it's you're you're asking patients to trust you sure but you're also saying hey we want to be held accountable and we want to be held accountable for outcomes and for for the care and 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 taking that seriously uh that's it's to me that's extraordinary and and i think it really will make for better care when we hold ourselves accountable to do the job that we're supposed to do for these patients and for these lives, and we truly hold hold each other accountable. Man, that, that that's what will change healthcare is when we really truly do that. And and we're going to see twenty twenty three is going to be an amazing year. I can't wait. You know, I I really can't wait. I I think uh, we we had a meeting with with Pearl here recently, and they have a a dashboard that shows us our patient panel. Because uh, they're getting CMS claims every day, so mm-hmm. that, that that we can see, um, you know, patients that have needs, um, and and that won't be live until January first, twenty twenty three. So so it's it's not there yet. Right. Um, <laughs> but one of the things that, that they were demoing with us was admissions dis- discharges and transfers, and I think that's probably gonna take us to a whole new level because, you know, I hear teams, I hear providers, I hear support staff all the time saying, you know, Hey, this person told us that they were in the hospital three weeks ago and, and we didn't even know. Mm. Cause right now we're dependent on that information coming from a patient, coming from a family member to say, Hey, uh, 
been admitted to the hospital. I went to the hospital. I've discharged from the hospital. So we'll get all that admission, discharge, transfer um, information almost real time. Wow. Um, through the through the information exchange. Um, so so I'm, I'm real excited about that because I, I think that um, one was a missing piece for us. But two, we, with these care teams, with the the patient centered care model, with a proactive precision preventative model of care that we have, that's that was the missing piece. And, and we're already positioned to be able to to deliver great care with that information now. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. There's been a lot of hard work preparing for this and, uh, it's going to be, it's going to be exciting. Um, lastly, let's talk about chronic care management. You guys have really worked hard, Jennifer Kissler and, and Jimmy Williamson, Dr. Jimmy Williamson. They've, they've been really working hard on this. Uh, you know, your team, Matt, um, it's been, it's been amazing to see what's happened and let's talk a little bit about that and kind of catch people up on chronic care management. You know, Jamie, I've, I've been in healthcare for um, going on 20 years now. Um, you know, and, and I've never seen a program or never been part of a program that has uh, has stepped into such a need, but mm-hmm. but been so successful so quickly. So yeah. several years ago, we tried to start CCM. It, it didn't fit at the time. Um, I think that was probably because of of the way it was originally set up i think you know we were still um we were still cutting our teeth on a lot of things let me sure. just say that so for us to say officially um july 1 we have ccm at sc house calls 2.0 um and and to have you know now more than 10,000 patients that you know were participating in in our ccm program um you know has has just been um uh, probably a highlight of my career, I think, mm. uh, to be to be able to not only um, you know take the take the rule book and say, hey, you know, we can we can adapt our practice this way, but to be able to have um, not only provider staff but support staff, operational staff that engages patients um, and and you know the CMS and, and health and human services encourage practices to do this, um, it, you know, has, has, I think just really elevated us, but, you know, one of the things that, uh, Jennifer Kistler likes to, to talk about when she does the training is the response from the patients. Mm. And, you know, she tells a story about a patient that, you know, was, was almost emotional and, and just, uh, joyful, um, to, to think that there was a practice that the, the words she used were, I really feel like you all truly care. Mm-hmm. And it, you know, it, it's, it's those sound bites that go, yeah, this is why we're doing it. Let's keep doing it. Um, and, and you forget about the, the, you know, sometimes the struggles and the frustrations, um, because, because it works. Yeah. And, and I think it has worked. Um, you know, the number of hours that we've logged of coordinating care, of researching care only makes for better patient outcomes. And I, and I think we're continuing to learn with that. You know, now we're having uh, engaging, engaging doctors, so MDs and DOs a little bit differently with our CCM. I think that will allow us to do um, transitional care management because we haven't 
we do a little bit of it, but but I think now with the information from Pearl, with the admission discharge transfer, allows us to do transitional care management. So when people move from one service place to the next, helping walk them through that continuum of care so that they don't have a regression, so that they don't bounce back to the hospital, so that you can continue to build on those good practices for better outcomes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I think I think CCM plays a major role in that. I think these care teams are the only way that that's going to be successful, and I think we've built those appropriately. And, and I think with, um, with the information that we're getting with Pearl as a partner, um, 2023 is going to be a stellar year. It's, it's, it's going to be a, a, a key year for uh, the future success of SE House Calls. No doubt about it. That's great. Matt, that was a lot to unpack. It's a lot going on. That was a lot, Jamie, and, and that's, that's just that was just from yesterday. I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so true. So, man. I, so I think I think to to look in my look in my um, crystal ball for the remaining time of of November into December. Um, you know, I see a couple of things. I see a continued effort in recruitment um, and staffing. You know, because certainly we need more people than less people right now, uh, and we need those people to be productive. And, mm-hmm. and that's my ask: is clinician, MA, um, you know, director of clinical services, social worker, pharmacist, uh, operators, revenue management team. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we I'm asking for for uh, for productivity and, yeah. and continued productivity because. Uh, there's a lot of work to be done and and we need each other to to do all that together um so so making sure that we're staffed appropriately and then training Mm -hmm. um making sure that you know we know how to know how to use this this new platform making sure that um the information that we deliver through our power bi platform that we're that we're seeing um, whether a patient needs their A1C checked or they're missing an annual wellness visit. Um, but some of these streams of information that we have, um, we, need, we need to make sure people are plugged into and, and trained appropriately. So I'd encourage people to ask questions um, yeah. when you don't understand. Absolutely. And, and here's what it boils down to. People's lives depend on it. That productivity, that you're working hard. Um, there's so many lives in South Carolina and Georgia. And, and then when you launch, you, you, you know, you mentioned globally when we launch, you know, uh, England house calls. So, you know, it's, it's going to be fun. Yeah. I'm still, I'm still trying <laughs> for the, uh, us Virgin islands house, call, uh, yeah. house calls because it's got a tropical feel to it, but at least it's still territory uh, with the providers. Hawaii house all, calls is, uh, yeah. is, you know, a long way away, but. I yeah. think we can get there. I see <laughs> providers wearing flowery shirts and uh, going, yeah, in, in like Bermuda shorts. I'm about that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this has been great. Matt, thanks so much uh, for your time. And, uh, Thank you, Jamie. Yeah, this, this is exciting. And, uh, yeah, and uh, it's going to be it's gonna be a good 2023. We're not there yet. we still got a couple months, but it, it's coming quickly. It's coming quickly. Yeah, for sure. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Thanks for listening. And if you could leave us a five-star review, we would really appreciate it. Visit our podcast website at experiencinghealthcare.com. 
If you would like to submit a question or potential topics for the podcast, send us an email at jmpreston at ltchs.com. You can also subscribe to one of our other podcasts in our podcast network, the LTC University Podcast, the Disrupted Podcast with Scott Middleton, and the Thriving Practitioner Podcast. Thanks again for listening, and we'll be back next week with a new episode. Have a great week.